Welcome to the Dr. Deb Show, also known as the Couch Podcast. I'm Dr. Deborah Campbell. Welcome. So, Married at First Sight Australia 2018 is over. And it's just as well because the relationships were almost all imploding. And it just needed to stop, didn't it, really, before everybody broke up and repartnered with somebody else in the uh, group. So today's podcast is my wrap-up of the show and what we've all been through together as viewers. I've had a few people contact me and say, Deb, what's going on with this? I didn't necessarily feel that great watching it. So I thought it was worth a bit of a uh, look back to see what have we learned? What's happened to us through maths 2018? Early on, I read Clementine Ford's article about feeling like a bin chicken watching maths, like she was picking through filth and not wanting to stop and hungry for more. And never was it truer than in the final episodes we've just emerged from this week, absolutely covered in muck. So why do we like to watch or maybe hate how we want to watch? Because it's all so unpalatable at times. You know, some research in social psychology tells us that we want to watch reality TV because we want to learn how people work, how to do being a person better. That's why we really like TV so much. Apart from the fact, of course, that people are often very funny and entertaining and often more when they're not trying than when they are. And we laugh when we recognise experiences that we too might have had or embarrassments we too might have suffered. And there's that social comparison aspect as well. We sometimes want to watch so we can feel unconsciously, really. We don't, we don't really think of it this way, but, but inside we want to feel good about ourselves and when we see people going through dramas and and all sorts of things happening to them that that shows us the ups and downs of life we're sort of glad it's them and not us sometimes and, and it makes us feel like our life is not too bad after all it fulfills that part of us too doesn't it that's just downright nosy but as I said, I think that nosiness is usually coming from a, a good, intelligent place because there's a social scientist part in most of us and it just wants to work out how people tick, how we tick, especially in such an important area of life as our intimate relationships. From the couple therapist perspective, from my perspective, this season of maths really was a catalogue of what not to do in a relationship. And also another season to provide evidence that arranged marriages by, shall we call them experts, on the whole, don't seem to work out. It was enthralling and triggering for us emotionally this season particularly. Because it seemed to cover all the things we fear. Not just a relationship car crash. 
This one was more like a multi-car pile-up that just kept on happening. It was a real cautionary tale of how not to do relationships if you want them to last and if you want to be happy and low stress. Let's recap the relationship don'ts that we all learned about in vivid colour thanks to Maths 2018. Big lesson one, something I'm always teaching couples is a really rotten idea if you want to be happy, is criticism. In the Ashley-Troy relationship, we had Ashley criticizing almost everything Troy did, and not just what he did, but kind of who he was, criticizing even his character at times, his laugh, thing, his, his whole way of being. And while she may have been genuinely annoyed by him and she may have been trying in her own way, I don't want to trash Ash, but really that criticism just made life pretty miserable for Troy and not surprising that he uh, was looking around uh, hoping to find uh, acceptance and kindness in a relationship because we all are. Then there was the rotten criticism of Tracy by Dean behind her back, criticising her looks aren't her best point and um, various other things along the way. And Charlene, very critical, very harsh, telling Patrick to be a man. He was being a man. He was being a man a lot more than some of the other men in the group were being. I think that was a bit harsh and it certainly didn't help his confidence or help the relationship because when we criticise our partner, we are actually playing against our own team and a team doesn't win when the players are fighting against each other, giving each other a hard time and taking each other's confidence down instead of supporting it. We had a lesson in lying and cheating, of course, from the Dean and Davina thing. And that really carried through then into a strange lesson in game playing and uh, creating jealousy and and really being a, a bit, might I say, immature with text messages with a a friend who was lover when you were supposed to be moving on. Tracy and Dean exposed each other as sending what they called inappropriate, seemingly risque messages to one another that really got under Sean's skin. And Sean, in the last episodes, gave us a lesson in being really aggressive, which is another thing that rips relationships apart, destroys trust and can be downright emotionally and physically dangerous. That was a little bit scary, that white hot rage that as uh, as John the expert described it, it certainly did look like that. Davina gave us a lesson in another very unhelpful thing in relationships, talking about playing against your teammates. She gave us a lesson in, might I say, narcissism really. No teamwork for Davina. She was there for herself and rightly at the end she was schooled by expert Mel on if you're going to come into a show called Married at First Sight, 
you have to show a little bit of respect and desire for the idea of marriage, which for most people does involve staying with the person that you are married to for at least a little bit of time, for at least long enough to, uh, to give everyone a fighting chance. We also learned about another big relationship no-no from Davina and Dean, which was blaming others. They blamed each other for everything, pretty much. It wasn't me, it was her. It wasn't wasn't uh, me, it was him. And uh, they didn't really want to take any responsibility for their actions at all, which was summed up by Davina saying to Tracy in the final week, what did I do? To which Tracy uh, uh, replied, are you for real? And I think we were all with her on that one. Another big relationship, no, no. If you are not into someone, if you really are not feeling it, if there's nothing there, there's no spark, you don't want it. And in this case, I'm talking about Sean and Blair. Really, taking it physical, having sex is a horrible idea. All it's going to do is humiliate, break hearts and be really uncomfortable all round. That went really badly. I feel it was encouraged by the experts and it was a very, very bad idea to encourage a couple where at least one person had one foot out already to take it to a place where it was just going to cause more pain when it shattered into pieces. And that is exactly what happened. Now, the big lesson that's not only uh, horrible for relationships but just horrible for the world, for men, for women, for people, for all of us, we learned from the boys' night. And that's talking about people behind their back saying things that you wouldn't say to their face amongst, uh, amongst others and that being done in a really sexist way. Uh, about speaking about the women in quite derogatory terms so they can be swapped around like a commodity, as Charlene pointed out. But worse than that, saying afterwards that it was really just a bit of harmless fun. Time really is up for that kind of attitude. That kind of harmless fun has been hurting people for a really long time. And the time is up on being able to say that, uh, that that's okay because uh, nasty treatment of women creates a sense of, of anger, of hurt and hurts not only the women that are spoken about but the men as well because everyone's attitude to them drops dramatically. And that's exactly what happened. The whole partner swapping thing, it was much more than just a nasty discussion about the wives involved. It kind of created this feeling that everyone was disposable. And disposable is the opposite of precious, special chosen, loved, seen, heard and recognised. Disposable is really the opposite of love. 
And we live in a world that needs to really fix up disposable, don't we? When it comes to the way we use resources and when it comes to the way we treat each other. And I think perhaps one of the biggest lessons was that we could see how disposable we can feel to each other in relationships when things move so quickly now with dating apps and all of that. But like Mel, the expert, said at the end to Davina, this wasn't supposed to be hookups at first sight. It wasn't supposed to be dating at first sight. It wasn't supposed to be Tinder swipe this way or that and it's on or it's off. This was supposed to be an experiment in staying with someone for a certain amount of time and seeing uh, if anything developed between the two people. And some just didn't give it a chance. More than anything, I think unfortunately we finished with a lack of faith in the whole process because of the way it went with none of the couples seeming to work out and be together at this point. We hear on the grapevine that Telvin and Sarah haven't worked. We heard that Charlene and Patrick didn't work. And John and Mel, well, there's kind of a, kind of a radio silence there that we, we don't really know what, what has happened with them. Perhaps they've made it. But if so, they'd be the only ones of the couples that were paired So there's a lack of faith, I think, in the experts. I think the manner of their involvement really dumbs them down, unfortunately, and doesn't give the public an accurate, positive or trustable impression of what an expert in relationships is actually like or is actually capable of. So many times they didn't intervene when they were needed and they could have helped and they could have averted disaster or mediated disasters that were underway. But we didn't get to see them helping, even if behind the scenes perhaps they were. I would have liked to see that uh, on, on the show, to see that they were helping. The times when they did intervene, I found inappropriate, especially the time when Uh, Trisha was giving intimacy exercises to a couple in which, uh, Carly and Justin I'm talking about, in which Justin clearly uh, was not into it and was not into Carly and had clearly said uh, that he didn't have the right kind of feelings for her. Those intimacy exercises were inappropriate and misplaced. So for me... Maths really confirms that arranged marriages, at least those arranged by the producers or these experts of the show, don't work. Any success of arranged marriages statistically that does exist tends to come from the fact that in cultures where marriages are arranged, there's not really much of an option of divorce typically. So those statistics are kind of confounded by socioeconomic and cultural um, barriers to separating, even if you don't like each other. So, maths, I'm not sure what the goal is. It doesn't work. Have we got one couple from all of the seasons that have stayed together? But thanks for the ride. Because at this point, 
It looks like the two couples who got together after the show, the ones who chose each other rather than having a marriage arranged for them, might actually still be together. However long that might last. Who knows what will happen from here. We can only wish the people involved all the very best because they really did put themselves through the ringer emotionally and psychologically and it can't have been easy being part of that kind of show. So if you've got something you'd like to discuss or a question you have for me about life and relationships, please email it to me and I'll do my best to answer it for you. If you'd like more from me, you can pick up a copy of my book Lovelands on Amazon, in good bookstores or as an audiobook on Audible. That's all from me for now and I'll see you next time on the couch.